Hello, and welcome back to the Little Ray of Health podcast. I am your host and hormone health bestie, Emily Ray. I'm a certified holistic health and wellness coach, and I help women balance their hormones naturally using food as medicine. First of all, I am so sorry that there was no episode on Friday. It My life just got really wild. Our house is on the market. I was hosting a masterclass. Life just got in the way, but coming at you today with a little Monday episode about 10 things you should know about your hormones. This is stuff that we are not taught. I was not taught this in school. I was not taught this by my doctor. And it's something that every woman should know. These are so important. It's so important for us to know the way that our bodies work, our fertility, our hormones. I just think it's such empowerful, empowerful? Is that a word? Empowering and powerful information to know about ourselves. Number one, your metabolism increases by about 10% in your luteal phase. I know that I mentioned this in the metabolism episode, and a lot of people ask me like, oh, does that mean that this is a good time for weight loss? Like, do we lose more weight during our luteal phase if our metabolism increases? And no, and this is very interesting. So yes, our metabolism increases, but I'm really talking about your caloric intake and your caloric needs. So your caloric needs increase by 10%, This does not mean that you should cut more calories to lose more weight during this time because during your luteal phase, actually this is the time when your body is most susceptible to stress. Your threshold for stress is much lower in your luteal phase and your luteal phase, if you didn't know, is the two weeks before your period. So it's the longest phase of your cycle in between ovulation and menstruation. And the reason why your, I can't talk, stress threshold is lower at this time is because this is the time when your body would be nurturing a possible pregnancy. So your body is on high alert for any stressors or threats or inflammation in your body, in your environment. So this is not a time to be fasting. This is not a time to be cutting calories or doing intense workouts. You really want to take it easy. And like I said, increase your caloric intake by about 10% in this phase. Number two, you are actually slightly immunosuppressed in your luteal phase. So you might notice that you tend to get sick the two weeks before your period. This is because your immune system is suppressed. Again, this is a time when you'd be nurturing a possible pregnancy. So your immune system slows down so that when all of this is going on, your body doesn't reject that pregnancy and your immune system doesn't fight back. So this is why it's really important during your follicular phase to be supporting your gut and supporting your immune system. So in your follicular phase, which is the first about the first half of the month, you can look at it that way. You want to be eating a lot of foods high in vitamin C, so citrus and potatoes. And then you also want to be eating a lot of probiotic-rich foods, so kefir, kimchi, and sauerkraut. Number three, and I hope you know this by now, but you can only get pregnant six days out of the month. Mean Girls lied to you. I remember watching Mean Girls and that PE teacher, that one scene where he's like, don't have sex because if you do have sex, you will get pregnant and you will die. And I just remember now thinking back to that scene, such a fear-mongering scene. And I really do feel like that's the extent of the sex education and the health education that we get nowadays. We are not actually told how our bodies work. We're just told like, oh no, don't have sex. You're so fertile, you could get pregnant. And it's like, that's not how it works. Ovulation is a one day event. An egg is only viable for 12 to 24 hours. Your fertile window is six days because sperm can live for up to six days. I've even gotten DMs and comments from women telling me that I'm wrong. 
that we're actually fertile all month and that we're just extra fertile when we're ovulating, which is physically impossible. That is not the way that our bodies work. That's not how the biology works. We are only fertile and it is only possible to get pregnant six days out of every month. And that's like the maximum. That's the maximum. It's usually less than that, but um, six days is really the most. Number four, you are actually not, I mean, you're hormonal all the time, but I hear women say like, oh, on my period, I'm just so hormonal. But actually, it's quite the opposite. On your period, all your hormones are at their lowest. So on your period is actually when you are the least hormonal out of the entire month. Number five, hormonal birth control does not regulate your cycle. It does not fix your period. It actually shuts your natural hormone cycle down completely. And it's a constant stream of exogenous or fake synthetic hormones that flood your body and shut down your natural menstrual cycle. It's so frustrating that we're told by doctors and medical professionals that, oh yeah, just take the pill. It'll fix your cycle and fix your acne. And it's not fixing anything. It really is just a band-aid solution that's going to cover up any symptoms and not let you get to the root cause of whatever's going on. Number six on the list of things that you should know about your hormones has to do with intermittent fasting. I hear a lot of women who are pro-intermittent fasting and they say, Emily, I just have so much energy. I'm so focused when I don't eat. The reason why you have so much energy, the reason why you feel so focused is because your body is being flooded with stress hormones. We don't give our body energy if we don't give it calories, if we don't nourish it. What's going to happen is it's going to pump out cortisol and adrenaline for energy. Our bodies are very smart and they're very efficient. And if we don't give them what they need, they're going to try to figure out another way. So while we're fasting, what's happening is because our body is not getting energy from calories and from nutrients, it is going to use cortisol and adrenaline to keep us going. And the biggest problem with this overall is that one, it can mess with your blood sugar and two, it can really put stress on your thyroid hormones and really screw up your metabolism over time. Number seven, low fat diets are ruining your hormones. You need fat, you need cholesterol. Cholesterol is not the enemy. I actually had high cholesterol when I was younger, but it really is a result of inflammation in the body. The best way I can describe it is that cholesterol, eating dietary cholesterol does not directly increase your blood cholesterol the same way that eating fat and eating foods with fat doesn't inherently make you fat. It is such a different process and it's just so silly that over the years the medical community has really demonized cholesterol, made people scared of red meat, made people scared of eggs and dairy, but cholesterol is necessary. We need cholesterol to make progesterone, which is one of the most important hormones. We also need cholesterol to synthesize vitamin D. This is something that is so important that is not talked about. So we need cholesterol in our bodies to synthesize vitamin D from sunlight. So there's a chemical reaction that happens in our body when the sunlight hits our skin and we need cholesterol to turn that vitamin D into something that our bodies can use. And not only is vitamin D extremely important for immune function, but it also plays a massive role in insulin sensitivity. Number eight. Melatonin is actually a hormone and you are suppressing it with that late night screen time, late night doom scrolling and blue light exposure. This is one of the less talked about hormone disruptors, but it is so important. 
blue light is a massive issue for our circadian rhythm. If you think evolutionarily speaking, back in the day, hundreds of years ago, right, we've evolved now to have light. We can turn our lights on. We can have light in the dark when the sun sets, but we're really not supposed to, especially overhead light. At night in our house, I only try to have after sunset eye level lights, and that is because our brain kind of registers that as a sunset light versus overhead light. Our body is going to relate that to the sun being high in the sky and it being daytime. So it's really important to try to stay off screens or watching Netflix or scrolling our phones late at night, um, as well as reducing bright overhead lighting after dark. If you're going to watch TV or be on your phone, the best thing you can do is invest in some blue light blocking glasses. Number nine, you are more creative in your follicular phase. In your follicular phase, which is about the first half of your cycle, estrogen levels are higher, especially the week before ovulation. So your planning, organizational skills, and creativity are peaking. I think this is so cool because we can use this to our advantage. And this is the whole idea behind cycle syncing, right? Is using the fluctuating hormones to your advantage. So if you can use the first half of your cycle to really plan and organize and be creative and outline projects, you can then use your luteal phase to smash them all out. And number 10, I really could go all day about really interesting things that we we're never taught about our hormones, but I'm keeping it just to 10 today. Send me a DM on Instagram if you want to know more. I think this stuff is so fascinating. As you can tell, I've made a literal career out of it. But number 10 is that you are actually physically more attractive during ovulation. This is so fascinating, but actually the bone structure of your face shifts ever so slightly to make you appear more attractive because this is the time that you are fertile and should be attracting a mate so that you can get pregnant. You also release pheromones, you feel more social, and your libido is at its highest. And these are all things that our body does to help us get pregnant. I don't think this is something that I've talked about yet on my podcast, but I'm sure you also notice that your cervical fluid or your discharge changes in texture and consistency during this time. So it goes from maybe a thicker, like a lotion like consistency to more of a slippery egg white consistency. And this is because this is easier for sperm to swim through. So it's easier to get pregnant. Again, how freaking cool are our bodies? I just think this is so fascinating. So I'm going to leave it there for today. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you learned something. Please take a screenshot, throw this up on your Instagram, send me a DM. And as always, rate and review the podcast so we can help reach other women. I love you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.